Today's episode is brought to you by a month until we see games played again. It's high noon. everyone and welcome to high noon podcast the competitive overwatch podcast i am your host level evans with me as always is death blow what's up buddy i thought you were gonna call me sean mcdermott i'm doing great man how are you i mean, I mean you know like you know i'm not the person been. to to make that reference <laughs> you're on cloud nine right now nothing to do with the I actual am. esports org but an actual cloud nine this is that that great couple of weeks where everybody um hates how much i bring up the the bills and their undefeated record uh it helps when you play the jets week one every year but hey you know what we take those Levins. we, <laughs> we take, take those um yeah nfl season started so i am i mean it's christmas morning it's yep. this is my time to be alive if i could perfect human hibernation i would have woken up four days ago so this is, <laughs> this is the time i choose uh you know to be at my most awake yeah. and, and alert so uh, yeah I'm, I'm really happy and um it is however also that awkward time when uh, my two loves overlap for just a couple of weeks mm -hmm. and we've got overwatch league playoffs and the nfl season kicking off so i'm extremely tired to say the least but uh <laughs> happy from, from watching so much competitive uh gaming and and uh sports back nfl back mm -hmm. take that covid any i don't know anything i'm, I'm just pumped that football's here, Overwatch League is here. Everything's coming up death blow right now. Yes, it is the per it is the perfect uh, culmination for you right now. And it's starting to get just a little bit cooler in the area, which I know you're Ooh. always a fan of nice nice cold weather. You you, you are uh definitely a uh, a Stark in that in that way. I don't use my heat in the winter time. If anybody's <laughs> forgotten that, I just don't turn it on. Winter is uh, coming. You can see your breath in my apartment at times. Uh, that's when that's, I know to turn mine like. on. Is one. <laughs> that's that's the way I like. It. That's when I'm like, oh, we're finally we're finally where I'm trying to be. Mm -hmm. So we're get we're getting there. We're getting there. But we do have, uh, like we said in the the intro, uh, a month break before uh, the grand finals. But we have made it here, death, and we'll be talking about the matches that happened. Over the week, as well as previewing uh, our, you know, semifinals for the actual calm. The, the, we're finally here. The cup, the Overwatch League Grand Finals. But before we get there, I want to make sure you guys are checking out Blackwatch Report. New episode went up yesterday. Make sure you're following them if you want to keep up with Overwatch League, with Overwatch Tier 2, Tier 3, and everything else that's not Overwatch League. Make sure you're following Blackwatch Report on their podcast feed as well as YouTube and all of the other places that you can find podcasts. But, um, yeah. I mean, we already kind of talked about what you did, Deathflow. It's, it's football, it's football, and, uh, and it's football. A little bit, but to, to add to the housekeeping section, I just want to talk a little bit. Now, we've got four episodes, this one included. This yes. is episode one of the break before Grand Finals weekend starts. And I just wanted to kind of 
outline our plan a little bit. We don't know the order of these episodes coming mm -hmm. up, but we're obviously today, we're just going to be recapping this weekend. We're going to take a little bit of a look at some of the strengths and weaknesses of the four remaining teams. Yes. We're not going to dive into specific matchups. Uh, we'll tell you who we know is going to play who that kind of first set of games yes. will be because we know that. Um, but otherwise it's, it's going to be kind of holistically looking at the teams and just kind of trying to narrow down a couple strengths and a couple weaknesses for mm -hmm. each of them. I, I want to preface this. You're all about to be mad. Okay. We <laughs> looked at the best four teams in the league and forced ourselves to find weaknesses. Okay. I know my experience in Twitter in the last couple of days has taught me that to think that one of these teams is a weakness is very hard for some people to swallow, <laughs> uh, but it's true. They have them. I promise. And we're going to talk about them. So just, prefacing that a little bit bear with us we're also planning something we've talked about last year and we never yes. quite did we're doing it this time around and we're saying it on the air which forces us to actually <laughs> do it um we're putting on the owlies that is our own personal overwatch league season three award show um so far the categories we'll be giving out awards for our mvp we also have the actual official league mvp yes, to announce that. a little bit later um we're gonna give out our own Maybe it's the same. Maybe it's different. You're going to have to wait to find out. We're also going to give out a rookie of the year, a comeback performance of the year, a sleeping dragon award. That is a player that's really, really good on a really, really bad team. Uh, that was a an award category suggested by Discord. Mm. And um, I ran with it. I just decided to put it that's in the good, show and that's go a, with it. That's a good Good category. It's a really good one. I mention it because if you have any other ideas, now we're not. I'm not done listing the categories. Leave them in the Discord, though. It's a narrow window. We're pre-recording this episode. Yes, we we're not going to do it live. Um, so you got to get those submissions in early if you have any other category ideas. Uh, we're also doing tank MVP, support MVP, DPS MVP, and Coach of the Year as well. Some very standard awards there, but mm -hmm. there's. There are a couple of other ones. Yeah, I really like the Sleeping Dragon yeah, and Comeback Performance of the Year. I think those are, are a little more offbeat and um, should be a lot of fun to do. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to doing that. That's coming up. Make sure you guys um, put in any submissions. And the best part about this award show is we're not going to have anybody vote for anything. We're just going <laughs> to analyze it critically and give yeah. it to the people that we think deserve it the most. That's yep. such a weird concept, I know blows people's minds just yeah. just to think of it um but yeah that's that's how we're going to handle this so uh really looking forward to that and uh look for that in the the upcoming days but we're also then going to actually do like a, a preview episode mm -hmm. as well um those are the three episodes we have planned i did say there's a fourth so we're not sure we might take a break in the middle flex, of here somewhere flex spot um, yeah we'll, we'll flex it or if we can come up with something something great to, to talk about we will um but yeah, won't be won't be either of our teams, Blevins. Uh, that will <laughs> that will be part of that flex episode. No, uh, more on that soon. But yeah, why don't you uh, take us away here? We do have a little bit of news this week. Yes, we do, and I don't have the news button set up, so uh, it's uh, news. There we go. Um, yes, Lil Bow has left the Toronto Defiant. I'm trying to think. I mean. Is the interim head coach. Okay, uh, I'm like, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, to okay. me, it's kind of like a non-news story, news story, because he took over midseason, and you usually let the interim guy go. Right. Despite his twit, twit longer that said he was surprised, but I, don't know, I think he might have been the only one that was surprised. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to. It's, 
technically a thing they, that happened but. yeah they they did uh kind of rally around the lack of sure for and perform a little better than i thought they had mm-hmm. a little bit of a run in a tournament i mean it was it was a decent showing um from loba considering what was given to him right but, um you know this will be something we get into more in the off season um but the team is definitely looking to revamp re-strategize regroup yeah which... uh, and retool so you usually start by letting your head coach go yeah point. we we did see actually um grazen on twitter who is one of the co-owners of um of the parent company for defiant uh who full disclosure i know personally have met he's awesome uh, great guy. Shout out to Adam if he if he's listening, uh, which I know he does from time to time. Um, he he basically said on Twitter that they you know their performance was unacceptable. And he was talking also about the Call of Duty team as well. But um, you know their performance. You know they want to be top tier team uh, in the leagues that they're in. You know again talking about Call of Duty and uh, also their League of Legends team. <clears throat> but. Uh, you know, stated goal of being a, a top tier team and the fact that they're not uh, is unacceptable. Um, and basically said it on Twitter, um, they're going to be making changes, uh, big changes in the, in the off season for the defiant, which is, you know, maybe perhaps to the surprise of no one considering that, <laughs> considering that, you know, sure for, at this point mysteriously just didn't play the second half of the season and like what else are you keeping right i mean sure you're not keeping sure for if he's not playing right get get him out rebuild let's let's see what you got yeah we're gonna we're gonna find out and uh, i'm sure we'll once the season is over the grand finals are done i'm sure we'll see a lot more cuts and and across more than just the toronto coaching staff it'll be right league-wide starting soon um yeah and if uh, last year was any indication i think the amount of just player for player transfers and Mm -hmm. things like that i mean these teams seem to really want to change their identity even when there's reasons to to hold on to some of what they had right a lot of teams tend to just kind of not really blow it up but just make some changes so it's it's exciting for us as content yes i'm definitely looking forward to it and in this off season in particular, I think it's just a great time to just max out your team for, um, max out your team for performance, right? Like don't, uh, you know, marketability and all that, like, you know, selling jerseys at the homestands, probably not something that you're thinking about right now. Maybe it is. I mean, I, I would not imagine, um, that you're planning out, in-person homestands at least not to the capacity that you were coming into last season right like even if they do anything close to homestands not going to be at the level that you know pre-covid predictions were were going to be right so like hey your team's less marketable okay well you're not really doing a lot of that anyway so just win forehead like (laughs) you know um so i think we'll see a lot of teams level up in that capacity and not really care about some of the other stuff which is exciting i think in the long run even if you know your favorite we're gonna find new favorite players i think um in this in this new age so should be really cool all right next piece of news here we've got casores has joined the san francisco shock as an analyst did they did they pick up coaching staff or an analyst going into the 
grand finals last year for some reason that rings a bell i sure couldn't couldn't answer that question to be honest with you but um they do a lot of teams do like to kind of branch out a little bit um at this time you know especially even if it's not like signing players but just like securing scrim partners from some people that they trust you know an example was san francisco like i know they brought in a couple players to fill out their b team so that they could have internal scrims and keep everything in house and not have to show anything to anybody right um specifically i know they played with sleepy uh at this time last year so um a little harder to do i think as they go into into korea instead of things staying in the u.s uh etc but um yeah i think it's an interesting time i think as a coach but this is probably just an, an analyst yeah. and it's a great opportunity for Casores, who we've seen before if you don't remember he was with the atlanta rain uh previously he's been the head coach of young and beautiful in tier two i think at the moment um so a good call up for him and listen if you're an aspiring coach in the overwatch league scene getting any amount of yep. uh ability to observe and and watch crusty in action is is great so yep. um yeah I, I would be personally a little nervous about like adding another cook into the kitchen at such a crucial time but um if anybody's gonna do it and do it well it's it's the man the myth the legend crusty himself right. um so yeah just I don't. I don't question Krusty. I'm out of that business. I, I sure. broke trying to do that previously, and now I'm just yeah not going to do it anymore. Well, I think you know, as long as he's got the keys to the Cadillac, right? Like you can listen to different ways and different. I'm going to stop the car analogy, but you can listen to like different references, right? And like at the end of the day, he's making the decision or or pushing the vision having you know you could have too many cooks but also you could be like oh well i didn't think about that you know you don't want to you don't want to have too many cooks but you also don't want to get in your echo chamber where everyone's like oh yes crusty i bow down to thee um and then you never hear no or you never hear an opposing and like there's some points in time where crusty may either be wrong or just not have the complete picture so having more people i think to a point is, is going to be good. And especially going into such a, a crucial time, right? You, you want to have, um, you know, potentially some more perspectives there. So really, I think heads up, uh, signing there for San Francisco. And I mean, they're, you know, they've, they've been here before. They know what they, they know what they need. They know what they want. And, uh, this, uh, this should be scary for the other teams for sure. All right, last piece of news here. As we alluded to before, we have our MVP for the Overwatch League 2020 season, and it's Fleta. Fleta is meta, has been decreed officially, and uh, Fleta getting it. Shanghai Dragons. What do you think, Death? I mean, he's the only player with an entire tab in the stats lab dedicated to him right the flooded deadlift we, <laughs> yeah. we named a stats metric for overwatch league after this man and, and there's a good reason um i'm not going to get into again who our picks would right. or wouldn't be we had our our little stint when the list came out where we stumped for people but we just told you we're doing our own award we're doing show. the ollies um so if you forgot good uh, <laughs> if if not then um you know we're uh, listen, there's nothing to criticize here right like right 
even if it's not your personal choice, this guy, absolutely nobody balked at him being on the list. I haven't seen anybody right. with a, a major objection to him being the selection here. And I'm certainly not going to start now. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at, at what overwatch has become. And to me, one of the big differences between the beginning right when we were signing rosters for mm -hmm. the original league uh and now is kind of the depth of versatility as an important trait um it used to be everything right, right. like we used to talk about oh you need somebody that can play this and can play this and just do absolutely yeah. needs to touch every hero within his role and that's really not the way the the league matured and and right. fled is a player that kind of defies that mold um he is that flexible. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, we talk so much about how it's profit that can play everything, but it's flat as right there um, and had the better performance and the better team this year. Um, whatever role it is, if it was a hit scan hero, he was on it. Ash didn't matter if it was tracer he could do it we had the genji tournament he he was the genji player there was the echo hero pools where mm -hmm. she you know she dominated it was him he he picked up everything yep. he did whatever you could have possibly asked from a flex dps player and when you look at even the other top performing teams you know you've got carpe who's got these situations where he comes out um profits team really underperformed so that he didn't really come out but uh when the team underperforms individual performances drop stats drop and that's such a driver for mvp that he wasn't even on the list right and yep. you know if Fleta was of the dps options i think absolutely the most deserving and um if i have to you know really sit down and in internalize and look at my choice and things like that i mean I watch more NA. I watch NA, right. maybe not more. I watch it more critically, and I'm right. uh, fully awake when I watch the NA games. <laughs> um, and, and that creates some internal bias, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's the region I feel more connected to because I'm watching it live. I'm interacting with people in the live chat, tournament talk, and the yeah. Discord, and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll spoil it so far as to say my my MVP is going to come from the NA side of things. But I, I recognize that bias is there. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, Fleta just hands down does deserve this. You're not going to hear me complain this isn't last year the list the i loved the list i i would have been reasonably okay with anybody on it and i'm certainly not gonna try to contrive a reason to to discredit one of the great performance fleta had yep. um it's a little just i guess if anything surprises me about this it's that it took year three for this man wow. to, to get this award he was the the preseason season one favorite right like he was he was everybody's um mvp bet well going into the first year so it, it just it, it, that actually segues into the thing that this made me think of is like just how how like how much clown makeup do you need to be wearing as the soul dynasty to like literally not be playing fleta at any given point like we've been saying this for so long literally no Fleta, play Fleta, get better. We've been saying, like, I think, I'm pretty sure we've named multiple episodes that because I forgot first, that we named an episode that and I did it first twice. First of all, you've named episodes. <laughs> <laughs> True. I, I try to make good puns and jokes. Uh, no, all, all joking aside. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, it's something I say a lot. Um, it's something I'll be bringing up later when we talk about team weaknesses <laughs> amongst these top four teams, to be perfectly yeah. honest with you. So I don't want to belabor the point too much here because we do drive it home fairly often. But when you have an all-star, when you have uh, a clutch player, when you have a superstar, 
you can't justify taking him off the stage to me. It's just right. not something you can do. It's um, just dumb. Like and it's just <laughs> something Shanghai doesn't this, do. This is so I feel like this is vindication for us because we have been harping on this for years now of like, hey, hello, hey, hey, uh uh Soul. You have one of the best players in the league. Why aren't you playing him? Hello, hello. You're throwing. You're throwing for no reason. Hello. Oh, okay. Well, they uh, finished another middling season. Great. Okay. They were good. Yeah. They're good when they played Flutter. I mean, they're sometimes good when they don't, but now they lost. Never really made a run. Great. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now it's like, and now Fleta, this the season he's not on Seoul immediately gets MVP. Yeah. Idiots is all I have to say. Uh... <laughs> I'm not who, salty. Who beat, who beat New York? Soul. Um, <laughs> guess what? Did, did they play? Did they play Fleta? No, they didn't play Fleta. But I don't no, even give I me. St- I, well, we're gonna listen, get me started on New York. We, but. Yeah, we we will. We'll do it in a more timely station. <laughs> I love both giving you heat and also taking credit I don't deserve. So I'm just in full agreement with yeah uh, with everything going on. Yeah. Right now. Okay. Let's get into the matches, including NYXL uh, being the least clutch team of all time across any sport. With <laughs> it's tournament talk. All right, so we started off the weekend with Florida Mayhem beating the Atlanta Rain three to zero. Washington Injustice winning three to one versus the Valiant. I can't believe we haven't called them that. I can't believe we haven't called them that until right now. I just thought of that. Uh, NYXL won their first losers uh, match versus Guangzhou. Charge three to zero. Shanghai Dragons eked out a win three to two versus Seoul. San Francisco secured their spot in the final four. I guess Shanghai did that as well. Um, against the Philadelphia Fusion 3-1. Washington Injustice wins 3-0 versus the Florida Mayhem. Boo! Yep. Shame. Uh, Seoul Dynasty, as alluded to before, wins 3-0 versus New York Excelsior. And then Justice is finally served as Philadelphia Fusion beats Washington 3-0. To zero, yes. Philly, the champions, we all all so deserved. I mean, we love, we've already been doing it, so we might as well continue to fall all over ourselves to give us credit for mm-hmm. things. Um, exactly how we called that bracket. We we said we predicted Philly to win against against San Francisco, but we yep. both said I would like San Francisco to win because there's no way Washington gets by Philly. So right. if the worst case scenario comes along, there's yeah. the hard stop of Philly yep. against Washington. Which is what there happened. There to shut it down. Yep. And, it, and it happened. And also for the record, I've been active on Twitter. I've been very vocal about my feelings over the Washington justice. I'm putting it behind me. It's over. I'll bring it up when the league does something else that I really, really dislike and yeah. reeks of reeks of yeah, this uh, is integrity just a, issues to me. Yeah. Um, but it, it didn't ruin the top four. That's really what I asked for. It was never a fun, interesting storyline to me. It was just gross. Um, but it's I'm not gonna choose to continue to be mad about it. I'm gonna yeah, put it behind it's me. It's just a on. bullet point on the spinelessness of the of the but, league. I did have to get those last couple boos out before yeah. before the the storyline ran its course and it it is officially over. So. Yep. Now we'll we'll use it as a we'll use it as a reference when making a 
yeah, we'll call it back up for a cheap shot down the road. I'm sure I, I won't be able to stop myself, but overall, I'm not going to harp on it. Yeah, we're it is it is decided. Um, okay, so death. Uh, anything in these matches that really jumps out to you? I mean, okay, so taking away the injustice part of it, people really did like the. I saw a lot of people were really getting behind Washington and their uh, and their in their play um yeah i mean listen they they took advantage of what was available to them obviously with decay moving in and and taking over kind of the uh the off tank spot and then they they put janu on the the hog let uh, him play the the zarya um it was effective you know it was also a variation on the comp that other people were running with the roadhog right we were seeing more roadhog diva than roadhog mm -hmm. zarya they were just about the only ones running roadhog zarya except for like san francisco mirroring to counter right like it was that that kind of a situation so um y y they were just doing something different and i think that will always attract people to them mm -hmm. um to me it was like a band-aid over their problems it doesn't right. like going into next year i'm the, the i'm gonna treat the justice like what their regular season standings were right like it, especially since we you know we'll adjust based off signings and sure. if decay becomes locked up for that that'll that'll change things etc cetera, etc cetera. but um it, it was a storyline right and the the broadcast was hyping it up because it was happening and to ignore it is probably a mistake yeah um and and to act like it wasn't a little crazy a little nuts with, yeah. you know would have would have been disingenuous so um i think it was just kind of a lightning rod and also the negative energy brings people in right like you got me commenting on twitter right. po or twitter I mean, posts and we talking talked about how much a I lot hated, more et cetera, et cetera. yeah we talked a lot more about washington than we ever would have because and we this. talked and we talked more about Washington than we did Florida, than we did Atlanta, than we did a lot of teams that were still in the playoffs. True. Um, True. So we're, we weren't uh, innocent of that uh, either. So, yeah, it, it was what it was. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a run that's over. And, and they just – they're a team that had fatal flaws. And we, we yeah. talked going into the playoffs how we didn't – I personally, I didn't think anybody was going to be able to – break into the top four and they technically did that so it was yeah. um even confounding my own expectations a, a little bit acknowledging that there was likely to be a team that came from the bottom and went on a bit of a run but yep. uh, you know they they went a little farther than we we thought they could have um so props to them i i think you know everybody talks about decay and, and that's the the i'm blanking on the the right or the controversial yeah you know thing that that occurred there but to me it was defined by what was stitch where was that man in the regular season right. i think he could have he could have done a, had a little bit of a decay effect like what the k did yep. for the dallas fuel if he would have just been able to perform like that in in the regular season it was something that never really happened so um you know we kind of got two game-breaking massive additions to the mm -hmm. team one of them was just a glow up a sports right. magic a playoff a playoff magic uh scenario with stitch and and the other one was was the the situation that we're not going to talk about anymore mm -hmm. so uh yeah I, it was just kind of a perfect storm for washington it gave their fans a bit of a run it, it gave the players some excitement and uh honestly might have done more harm than good because now you got to think they're like we were so close right like that mentality instead of like right. oh we were the, we were the 18th seed or whatever they were right like that's yeah. probably the way it should be looked at 
Um, so I'm very curious to see how they, as an organization, as a team, as a general manager, coach, et cetera, right. react to that situation. Um, you know, you have to think probably, listen, there's one player that was in all season that wasn't for the playoff run. That's Roar. He's going to catch a ton of the blame. Um, sure. Not saying he doesn't deserve it, but it was it was a top-down failure to me throughout the season. And mm-hmm. uh, so I'm very curious to see how they're going to react, what they're going to do with their roster going forward. And since they're out, that's, that's kind of really all that's left to talk about, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Wow. It was a it was a good run, you know, barring controversy, et cetera. It was I mean, it was really the only sort of Cinderella story that existed in this in this bracket, right? Like there was there was flops like Houston and yeah. stuff like that, but there wasn't yeah, they were the only team that really like people were like penciling in Boston for the Cinderella story, but again, it was just like Houston fell flat on their face, Boston didn't do anything. Right. Right. Um that was really as close as I think we got otherwise. I'm trying to think what the I don't have the bracket up because we've just got the four teams right. left, but um, yeah, I don't think, Oh, I mean, Seoul's a Cinderella story on the other side of things. Um, yeah. Smaller, smaller region. So it's less of a standout to right. say like, Oh, the five seed really went on a run, but like right. there's seven teams in that bracket. <laughs> so the five seeds pretty far down there. True. Um, but yeah, otherwise they were, they were the most glaring example of it and definitely the most uh, public. Yeah, well, and speaking of Seoul, you know, they lost the the close one to Shanghai and they come back in the loser's bracket, face off against NY. And again, you know, I talked about last week and in previous weeks as well that to me, this is a a, a, a franchise rivalry that NY has generally gotten the better of, but NY just not clutch. They just didn't have it in them. They got they get spanked by Seoul three to zero, and uh, you know puts puts an end to their season here. And you know, obviously the distressed fan in me, and we talked about this last week. Like, is this acceptable? Where does this put them? I believe I laid out this exact example. You and sure said, did. Is is this enough for you? And I'm and pretty I sure don't know that you actually answered it. I didn't. I, I because I kept <laughs> I kept going back and forth, and I'd make another point, and I. So now it's uh, happened. How are you feeling? Is this enough? N- no, I, it's really tough, and I I won't go. Uh, I won't go and do the back and forth. But th- this is, I, I'm I'm planting the flag here. I want big booms. I want I want there to be big changes. I want there to be sweeping ones. And does this um put them in a worse spot for specifically next season? Yes. I think that that's what uh what is likely going to need to happen if they want to actually win a championship, which in my mind and I think a lot of uh New York fans minds is the is the goal. I don't really care what their regular season record is. I don't really care how many, uh, you know, if they do stage playoffs or if they do these random tournaments, I literally don't care about those at all. I just want the trophy. And that's exactly it. If they're, you know, they could have been the last seed in these playoffs. And since everyone made it, didn't care. Just win the playoffs. That's it. Get people who are clutch, get them experience, get that, whatever figure it out that's what i want i i don't care about 
Like, you know, if, if SBB and the original crew aren't the best, you know, fit for the job, they had their time. You know, they've had many, many looks at playoff runs. They've had looks at championship caliber runs. They have had their shots, you know? It's not like you're denying, you know, you're not denying SBB and Libero and all of them uh, an opportunity that they did that they never were given, right? They had it, couldn't close, right? I, I that that's, I'll leave it at that. Is well, I you're saying you want how many are on their roster? Nine. You want nine people cut? I, it doesn't have to be nine. It doesn't. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to be prescriptive in terms of like just get rid of everyone and get me nine new people. Okay. I just don't it's, want there to be any sort of t- I have no ties to any of the players if they're I not this, the best fit for the I role. I gave this some thought and I, it's going to sound like a lot of players, but I think when you really break down like percentage of play time, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it. At, I'm going to try to keep it at least 50% the same roster and sure. see if we're okay. I'm keeping Animo and I'm keeping Jonak. That okay? is an easy keep for sure. I'm letting my entire tank line go. Mono, uh, goodbye. Yeah, he wasn't That's the same the without one. Mecco. Yeah, hot bombs is it was yeah. never fully worked. It wasn't wasn't a thing. Yeah. Um, and I was a little upset they went back to him, and then like in right in the end threw Bianca out there. Like right. I, to me, they looked better when they made the switch to Bianca. I wanted it to stay that way. Right. I think they go oh, well. This is our diva player. He's our our Zarya player. Right. I, I just think he's the better off tank. Like I just kind of thought they looked a little better mm-hmm. on short notice, right? On short work, on short prep with right. Bianca. So what would it have been if they just committed to him for the postseason? That's really what I wanted to see. So Bianca is a bit of a toss up to me. You can keep him if you want. I think you get the your fundamental dynamic shift. But that's what I need from this team. I want to keep as much as I can. Yeah. And I want to completely reset what it feels like to play against New York, what it feels like to play on the team. Mm-hmm. I need it all to be different. So I'm cutting the coach. I'm cutting oh, Mono. I'm cutting Hotba. And I'm probably cutting the entire DPS line. Libero, I'm sorry. You're not elite on anything anymore. Right, you're still that, solid. You're a Swiss Army knife. That like type of player is not the meta. You're you're kind of dull. I don't yeah. I don't need a catch all if I just build a good dps roster with everybody sbb sorry you were the face of this team and now i need a facelift so you've got to go right um nene keep i don't care uh i I just i just really don't and hacksaw and i don't know hacksaw to me is an interesting dilemma because i think he really underperformed by his own standards on this team. And I think it's a really shining example of when we talk about how great somebody is, right? Everybody gets it stuck in their head that this person is absolutely, absolutely elite. That's what happened with flower, right? So (laughs) much about teamwork. It's so much about the, the group as a whole. How do you play off of people? Does Mm -hmm. Hacksaw have the talent to be an elite DPS player in overwatch league? Anybody that says no is, is lying because we've seen it. We've seen him do it on the right roster that fit him, but it's a, it becomes to me up to the coach and the organization. Does this, does his style fit? How does he work with? So I'm, penciling him in but like i'm scrimming his spot i'm scrimming right. possible replacements for him i'm trialing people i just might land on him again i guess is where i'm at there so maybe you're looking at like nene hacksaw and you're looking at jonak animo but i need a whole new tank line to come in right change this team up we talked about how the coaching staff needed to push them to be more aggressive 
and I didn't quite, I, you saw a little bit of it, but it didn't pan out, right? It didn't well, work. And I think that's because it's hard to mold mono into a completely different person. And that's, that's what they really need. And if we right. want just crazy aggression, like bumpers sitting there and, and we're both right. of the, of the opinion that like, I don't think bumper just fits in everywhere. I don't think any team would just be better no. by signing him or adding him, but I think you can build that team and Hacksaw's right there. Right. Like that's part right. of the team where Hacksaw won rookie of the year looks mm -hmm. so good that it's just, it feels like a natural kind of a thing to me, right. especially if you kind of want to keep him. That would be an interesting pickup. A piece for him. And, and it, you can really change what it is to be this team and also keep some of the things that have made you so competitive over the long term. So right. a coaching shift, a main tank shift. And all of a sudden, I think New York's a completely different team. And they also didn't blow it up. They also still have some. Right. You want to. And it's important to remember that the fans need to be excited and need to like their that's team. True. And, and that's true. You keep the animo, the Jonak. You keep some of those faces. Yep. You, you stop it from being a full london style blow it yeah, up rebuild you know which is it's a, a hard look is london better off for it i don't know soul's going to the grand finals uh, right but you know it's it's an argument you can make and there's some reasons to to think that's a, a way to go when you're not happy with an outcome so um yeah i don't know i i would almost they did good enough to me i said last week this was the mark i this was the minimum right you've got to get here um you, there's right you can save some of it you don't have to completely let it all go uh and this is kind of how i line up on it you need to half blow it up you need to become yeah. very different you really need to change but you don't need the full full reset yeah and 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 basically i just what i'm saying is the same thing as you i just said it without all the like there, without all the words and with love like it i'm fine with it being completely blown up if if that is what is deemed to be the best line like go ahead and do it i i do agree with everything that you said in regards to like yeah i mean you probably keep jonak and you probably keep animo because they're like elite level at their role you don't you're not the only you're not going to get raw you're you're not going to get a raw pair that's better than them and the only reason you would swap them out is if you brought in an entire team that already had chemistry chemistry which is in and of itself still i mean we saw it work for vancouver in season two but i don't know how many of those i don't know how many of those teams exist right now the team doesn't exist. Our Discord was talking about how light the talent pool is in comparison right. to, you know, with some, with some of the call-ups and some of the available options just right. today. Um, so I, I I put some faith in that. Our, our Discord, I mean, Kyle was in on that convo as well. Right. And and a lot of the guys that we know really, really study Tier 2 quite yeah. a bit. I'm willing to to take that at face value since it's still it's still Overwatch League season, which means that's not where my attention's right. been. But, um, yeah, all so, right. Well, I think... Yeah. I just want to holistically congratulate all the other teams that we didn't cover in depth here as, as yes. they exit the a league job. And well done. Because anybody still alive into this weekend had a solid run. A lot of True. teams were surprises True. to be there. Florida with the, the rework, uh, the complete turnaround on the season was great. The valiant were exceeded expectations yep. on the roster. Mm -hmm. Wang Zhao looked to be the number two team in the region, but um, 
going to just lump you all into a big pile yeah, and big, call you losers and yeah. move on to a, talk about the a nice big the thumbs up. That's uh, all you're getting for the rest of uh, at least this episode. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's move on here, Death. And we are down to the final four. And we have got two matches that are penciled in right now. The semifinals. So, of course, this is a double elimination bracket now. So, we got the number one from N.A., so, uh, San Francisco, or I guess the winner side of NA San Francisco is going to be playing against the loser side from uh, Asia Pacific, Seoul Dynasty, and then of course Shanghai is going to be playing against Philly. So those are our two matches right now, Death, um, that we have penciled in, and then of course the winners will play, the losers will play, and it, it's a it's a um, double elim double bracket limb. from from yep. here on out. So. That's what our, um, you know, our grand finals as an event, not our actual the grand finals match, but our grand finals as an event is going to look like. So, Death, you alluded to it before. We've got four teams. We're going to talk a little bit here about the strengths and weaknesses of each of those teams. And we'll start with the top of N.A. in San Francisco. Death, take it away. Yeah, so to start things off, San Francisco, obviously the number one seed here coming out of the, the thing. There's there's a lot to the like about this champions. team. Reigning champions, everything. And that to me is their biggest strength, that reigning champions thing. This is not going to be a team that steps into this weekend and into these bright lights with all the pressure and blinks. It's the, I should say they're the least likely of the right. teams to do this. Um, not going to have the first time jitters. Yeah, experience in this moment is a very, very big factor. Mm -hmm. In sports, I've seen the worst team win the Super Bowl in the NFL because they've been there a couple times. They've been deep in the playoffs. The other team was the Cinderella story, the sixth seed. May have been playing better, but they just, it it became too much. Somebody crumbled and, and it just didn't work out. And then the team that was perceived to be worse wins the trophy in the end. Um it's it's a really big factor and it's one that especially winners finals or the actual grand finals match itself i think it only magnifies its importance as you go further into the bracket or if they make it down into the losers bracket side they did that last year they fell into the losers bracket went on to win the entire thing now most of these other teams with shanghai notwithstanding experience that fall to a loser's bracket as well so take take it for what it's worth um i also just think momentum here right like they came out of this the winners the the winner's side of the bracket they haven't dropped a match in this playoffs yet and i think that is a a very very big factor that is a shared strength with uh with shanghai so i'm Mm -hmm. I'm not going to mention it there as well but um i think that is a big factor right they feel like internally they've got it under control they've got it figured out it's going according to plan um and i think that's a big deal for confidence and um that is a, another big thing that this team operates on right yep. the, the personality of this team is that of really super and still sinatra of the cockiness that borders on arrogance and yep. it's not a problem until you're losing and, and you know being a distraction <laughs> right. and that's just not something that's happened for them yet so it's just all all positive for san francisco right now um 
the last big strength I want to mention here for San Francisco is is something we mention a lot, and that's yep. that's we have today. It's Krusty, um, the best coach in, in in Overwatch League. Listen, we've seen him jump teams mid season from a ten and zero stage for Boston into yep. revamping and fixing the one of the worst teams in the league, the San yep. Francisco Shock, to turn them into two-time grand final appearances right yeah. like i'm gonna call this whole weekend the grand finals sure. for an appearance yep. at least for now uh because it it fits a narrative uh, which is good enough <laughs> yeah. uh for, for me in this moment even though i do certainly hate narratives um but yeah listen they're just he's he's not yet he just don't miss right like to just to borrow the meme yeah he just doesn't miss it's never happened where it's he's failed to prepare his team for a match or he's failed to prepare his team for a meta or a situation or an event sure they've lost here and there on occasion but like it, that happens to literally everybody it's near impossible to go fully undefeated undefeated over the amount of games they play right you know, and we've seen only seen the the winless, not the not the lossless so far. And there's right. there's good reason for that. It's it's near impossible to do. So, um, yeah, they they seem to have an edge there. You know, there's plenty of arguments to be made for the quality of the other coaching staffs here, but um, San Francisco until they fall off, until they don't win a championship, until they don't win right. a tournament. You know, they're they have the the coaching um, the coaching advantage here going forward. No, I prepared you guys. I told you we're gonna give weaknesses. This is the this is the the, the, try winners to, bracket, at least. the winners bracket champion. They're really good. I promise. I still think that, but I think they have an issue with the quality of their Sombra play. Um, this is one hero that I just don't feel supremely confident in who they're gonna put on it. I don't even know that they've been super super consistent with it. My memory is that it's it's kind of been on Rascal lately, um, and I just don't know that he. Listen, it's not that he's a problem on it. Like I said, they're they're a great team, and they've been great in somber metas. But when you start to compare them to what we've seen from from Hisu and what we've seen from Lip and and some of these other guys that are on this hero in this in this tournament, uh, I just think I'm left a little, maybe not even underwhelmed. I'm just whelmed. Um, no by one the, likes the quality to be of the somber play. No, I'd rather be underwhelmed to right. be honest. At least I, I I know what I'm feeling. Um, so yeah, I think it's Sombra is a very, very important hero and I'm not sure it's where they're at their absolute best. Um, also the other weakness I want to mention is they haven't committed to the composition that they thought was best coming into the playoffs, right? Like they've had to change things up a little bit. They've had to work through, uh, the O2 start against the Washington justice and then mm -hmm. find a way to, to figure it out. And that tells me that maybe they're just a little, I mean, not in over their head, but they're just a little off base on their read right. on what this metagame was. Mm -hmm. And um, they really need to sit down and, and get things right here. And they brought in an analyst and maybe that's a sign that they also think, Hey, true, maybe we're true. not fully, fully in on this, this, uh, this meta. We're not fully confident on our plan here. So let's bring in that outside voice that get out of the echo chamber. Like you talked right. about, and maybe, maybe that really does help with that. But um I mean, thankfully for them, they, they're uniquely suited to adapt uh, on the fly because of how good their coaching is, et cetera. Yep. But that doesn't stop. Like you'd rather your team 
just get the meta right, play it perfectly and never change. um, Like we've seen from Shanghai and like we've seen from to a lesser extent, Philly, obviously Mm -hmm. they didn't drop the match to San Francisco, but um, they've really been just kind of locked in on what their plan is and and what they're doing. So um, those are the the strengths and weaknesses as I see them for San Francisco going into the tournament. Um, Obviously still considered by many to be the, the favorites to win though. Yeah. What are your thoughts there? Anything you want to add to San Fran? Well, the only thing I want to add is one of their biggest strengths is that they're not cowards. They're they're playing rascal. I mean, no other team, no other team can say that. But right. no, I mean, I'll write, I'll write bravery. Yeah, there. bravery. There you go. Um, it. I I think it can't really be understated how um much the. I mean, not just stage experience because all these players, well, most of these players, I'm not going to try to think if there's players that are just this season or whatever, but most of these players have obviously played on, on a stage before, but like, I mean, the stage in general, like the big, the big, uh, you know, the big show, right? Like it is a different experience. You can play scrims all day. You can play your weekly matches all day. It's not the same when you get to this level, like I have literally had experience doing that, playing at the, you know, not the highest level of play, but like in the like in the stadium that where it matters and there's a crowd and obviously this won't be the case, but like it is different playing when there are higher stakes, even if you're physically playing in the same spot. It is different. There's a different amount of pressure. There's a different, like, there's going to be a different procedure. Not everything's going to be the same that everyone's used to. And having already been in that situation and having taken it home and in such dominating fashion last season, I don't think it can be understated um, how much that experience is going to help. And it doesn't, it, it it's not just from a team perspective, but like you have, you not only have your entire team that's like that, but like these other players, like it's not going to affect everyone in the same way. Right. And if you're on a team where everyone is inexperienced, like you don't even have like the veteran to fall back on. It's like, no, 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 don't worry. It's going to be like this. You're going to feel like this. If you feel like we we've got your back, et cetera. And like, you can try to, you can try to prep for that all you want, but unless you've been there and until you have been there, it is, uh, it's going to be tough to deal with. So, and the, the answer to who in the specific player is Ans, um, and he's been a very important player for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, I, I mentioned um, Rascal on the Sombra. Ans is, is playing it as well. I, I didn't yeah. mention it at the time, and I should have. Um, and he's been been doing all right, and he's he's been solid. But there's times Rascal does it as well. So um, I'm, I don't know why I'm still talking about the Sombra thing. I, I already covered that. But, you know, that is the player. And, and I don't know how COVID's going to affect what the responsibilities are going going into a grand finals weekend, but typically there's media responsibilities, Mm -hmm. there's interviews. And even if that's not as many, okay, we're spending an hour and 45 minutes of what is usually a workday filled with scrims and team meetings doing photo ops and photo shoots, et cetera, et cetera. There's going to be, you know, virtual interviews and and there's going to be fanfare to this. There has to be the production value has to tick up for this thing. Otherwise, why did they do it on location? Right. Yeah. Otherwise what is, what's going on? 
Um, so yeah, that's definitely um, going to be a change, and that that all ties back into that experience, mm-hmm. that that strength of yep. of this team. But it's they're not immune. That is, there are sure, people sure. You know, in within that team, as you mentioned, that um, haven't been through it, and hopefully the team can carry them through it and yeah. you know help them feel comfortable. But um, it will be weird. Luckily for them, in this instance, Ans is. I mean, going to be he's South Korean. He's going right. to be just fine going back home to Korea right. to, you know, to, to participate and yep. everything like that. Um, it might feel more normal to him in a lot of ways than the regular season did, for example. But, right. Um, yeah, there is that that pressure, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, they're, yeah, they're not immune to that. Great call. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Let's move on and let's talk about the other winner's side team here from the Asia Pacific region that of course is Shanghai death. What are you seeing as the strengths for Shanghai coming in to this event? I can't help but fire a shot at all three of the other teams. And it's not really a shot at the three other teams, but that's how their fans are going to view it. Shanghai has the best, most complete roster from top to bottom. Sorry, San Francisco. Uh, it's not about the talent level of the players. Mm-hmm. And so much of it is about hero pool to me. Sure. There's nothing Shanghai doesn't cover. How how in love were we with Ding and Diem Blevins? How in love were we with those guys? Mm-hmm. Where are they? You don't even see them because it's Fleta and it's Lip now. Yeah. Um, and it just, it it works. And and to me, you know, you've got the, the meta works for what they want to run as well with their players. Lip is a really, really great Sombra. Um, and you've got Fleta, the, the literal MVP, yep. the most valuable player there. Um, you've got fearless, especially in this dive tank meta game that, that they've been running. Um, his Winston is arguably the best in the league so far. And there's a lot of people want to talk about Smurf as well. That's fair. I'd love to have that conversation. Maybe we do in the off season, but um, just across the board, void on the off tank position, Lee Jai gone on the main support. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Izaki is probably the biggest weakness on this roster. And he's a phenomenal Zen player, a really yep. solid Anna. I've had no complaints with his Moira gameplay whatsoever. Um, and he's been a standout performer every time he's been given the chance on the stage and that's their, that's their weakest uh, yeah. roster member. So I, I think he, you know, they just have every base covered. Um, even if somehow the meta swings wildly in an unforeseen direction and it's mm-hmm. just double sniper all over the place. Mm-hmm. Fine. Let's go Fleta and Diem or Fleta, right. you know, it just, it just doesn't matter. I'm confident they've got what they need. Um, and you know, that's, something i really can't say right about every every single team on this roster that there's like just no drop off no matter what they need to do they just shanghai just has it yeah um i also think one of their big strengths is they locked into the dive meta the dive style in this meta game i believe that is the correct play style they have not dropped a match while playing it they they seem to just have it mastered figured out and nobody's really been able to Super, super test them outside of maybe Seoul with the three to two there Mm -hmm. in the winner's bracket finals. Um, That was the only gap in the armor that that you saw really at all um, throughout this entire playoffs. You know, New York played against them well, but they were just, uh, they were tight. You just couldn't, despite playing well, they were like drawing maps, trying to extend the series Mm -hmm. instead of winning maps and trying to get the upset. And it just never really quite happened. So I think they're just, 
they're they're already locked in they're just keep it up keep practicing it keep refining what you're doing they're already there I, I don't think this team needs to even though they could easily as i said make changes i don't think they have to i think right. they got it figured out their coaching staff's done a great job through this playoffs they're in they're locked in they're honed they're ready to go um and they should be terrifying um the biggest weaknesses i see I, a lot of Iziaki on Moira and to me like Anna feels like the better pick especially in those matchups like against um Seoul where they're running the Roadhog a little bit and you know Anna's just so good at shutting down a lot of what Roadhog does the sleep cancels the ultimate um the grenade cancels the the healing effect and it really puts a big uh, you know um wrench in the works mm. here for a lot of these roadhog compositions and and we're going to see less of that going into this bracket but souls there it's not going away san francisco i think is going to want to run a mix of both so is iziaki on the correct hero i don't know like i said i have no issues with his moira game right he's been doing it well i just personally have always kind of thought the anna fit in a little better and and listen, the Shanghai coaching staff knows better. They haven't lost a match yet. But to me, I would look at that as maybe there's a little utility missing from Shanghai. Our team's going to be able to find a way to force them off of the hero they want to be running, go on to the Anna, et cetera. Um, and I, of the three of Zen, um, Moira, Anna, I, I don't know that I've seen enough of Iziaki's Anna to be super confident in it. So that could be part of the reason why here. Who knows? But mm-hmm. um the other ones, uh, listen, this team is, we talked about the experience of San yep. Francisco. Shanghai is the inverse of that. This yep. team was 0-40 two seasons ago, and yep. now they're here. They're in the grand finals. Um, their new additions don't have the experience of coming from championship pedigrees like Seoul yep. does. Um, they're just, this is foreign to all of them. Okay, they've right. never been in this situation. That's a very, very big ask. They've got the talent. They've got everything they need um, to take down this tournament. But until they do it, you can't say that you know they can. Right. right? They, it just might be a bridge too far for them this year. Uh, and the other thing might tie into that a little bit. That inexperience gets in. Yep. The, the jitters. The last weakness I want to bring up is something I've mentioned a lot, and that is the Shang Nine. There's a yep. history here. It's The tournament's really brought it out and highlighted it they just kind of blow it sometimes in the big moment when somebody could just stand on the point and they win and the map's over, they just walk off of it. Right. It started last year. Young Jin did it in the postseason, I think. And it's, it carried over into this year. I don't know what it is. They seem to have a propensity to shoot themselves in the foot in the big moment. There's times they've overcome it and won anyways, but in the grand finals, do you think if if they give San oh, Francisco man. that opening, that San Francisco's just gonna roll over and not not run right through there, you right. can't do that in this instance. So those two really tie together. That's why there's three for this team because it just it all. Yep, all messes right. Together, like it yeah. just it could really really happen. And anybody like I, we I, I'm not gonna not gonna call them out, but I got somebody in my DMs that's just like Shanghai's winning this whole thing, and I'm like. That's what everybody told me about New York in season one. And that's what everybody told me. You know, it's just, it doesn't, yep. it doesn't work that way. Yeah. It, the best team, do, best team doesn't always win in the clutch moment. It's just, that's why it's clutch. That's why it's so fun and so exciting. Yeah. 
Uh, that's what these playoffs are about is how hard it is to really yep. just win a championship. And, and until you've done it, that's when you get the benefit of the doubt that you can't mm-hmm. do it, that we all know you have what it takes to, to close it out and to win the season. Um, Shanghai, as good as they've been, never been there, never done it, right. never even sniffed at it. And this is a whole new world they're stepping into. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of talent to do it. Let's see if they've they've got the the fortitude. Yeah, I, I I and I think you know we don't need to belabor it too much, but like that's why you you're playing it out right. Like it's not just like oh well we just concluded the season. Let's tally up the total number of wins and the total the total number of map wins. And okay, San Francisco is our champion. That would be boring. No one would care about that, and the league would have died after the first season. I think. Yeah, go watch soccer. They do that already. Yeah. It, well, I mean, they at least have, I, I don't know enough about soccer to defend that, nor do I care enough about soccer to defend that. Um, but, like, you, we're playing it out because of those moments, because of that. In that vein, the one thing that I think I would put as a strength, but maybe it's a weakness, and likely it's just neither, it's just a thing, is the, like... It's the story, right? Even though this team is not the same team from season one, it's the same franchise. People are going to be talking about it forever if they win. Owen Forty, literally the worst sports team in history to championship, right? Like, that is going to either fuel them or haunt them. I don't know which it is, but it is going to be there. And if you think that it's not going to be in the players' heads, I highly doubt that. Um, it, it is something that's probably going to be brought up a thousand times once they're <laughs> during their matches. Um, but I, I, it is a it is a thing that is there. Whether it's a strength or a weakness is yet to be seen. I'm going to reject it because that's a trip down narrative street. And I only do that when it suits me. Right. And even then I try not to, yeah. because I really hate narratives. <laughs> yeah. But that's what uh, we'll be hearing a ton of. And yeah. I just hope that there's uh, that people have brought their, um, their NYXL Jersey so that they can cry when Shanghai wins the championship. <laughs> Moving on <laughs> the losers bracket teams. We've got Philadelphia, <laughs> Philadelphia fusion who, Brought justice to the league by taking out the justice. <laughs> Death, what do you have as their strengths? Yeah, they're, I think uh, their big strengths here are two big, big factors, and they're very player specific uh-huh. factors. They really, their weaknesses, uh, or at least one of them are uh, as well. <laughs> um, the best support line in the league, right? Like Alarm and, and Funny Astro together have been incredibly valuable to to the philadelphia fusion i don't often agree with a lot of the decisions the coaching staff makes and it just hasn't mattered for almost the entirety of this season it just hasn't mattered the some of the things they've done they can play carpe they cannot play carpe they can keep sato on the roster when i don't think he's overwatch caliber at the beginning of the season and then they could just prove me wrong and it doesn't matter because these guys just cover so many mistakes they just fix all aches like anything that can go wrong can just be beaten by how good these guys are Mm -hmm. not even individually and they are but 
as a duo, like they just work off of each other. We've seen Philly try the two flex support thing and then go away from it and like bring Astro in and like they're winning with Lucio. Lucio's not meta. Nobody else is playing him, but they just work together as a team, whether it's calling. I, we don't know how their calling structure works, right. et cetera, et cetera. But as a unit, this team looks elite as long as those two are on the stage. And it's such a boost from that position, right? How important is it when Deanna gets picked or the Moira gets picked? That's it. It's the fight. It's over. It's just, it's not going to happen. In the case of Philadelphia, if he even, if Alarm even gets close to dead, like Astro comes in with a Superman cape on, flying in on Lucio, <laughs> boops people back, amps yep. up speed, and they're out of there. It just, it always seems to work. They never seem to be a, a weakness. Uh, they, I've never, I don't even know if I've seen a bad day from that duo, to mm -hmm. be perfectly honest with you. Um, the other one is the Carpe Clutch, okay? Like, the, the we've seen it, right? It doesn't matter what you think should happen. It doesn't matter what you think's going to happen going in. If you just, you can just throw Carpe on Widowmaker, and he can just click every head. It's always winnable. Hashtag winnable. It doesn't matter. Like, it's just going to, he can put the team on his back in 1v6 the opposite squad it doesn't matter how good they are nothing matters if carpe decides i'm winning this team fight and he's in the right position to do it it, it it can happen so that is absolutely a massive strength it is it put the man on the mvp list yep um you know everything about it on the flip side of that this weekend i didn't see carpe out there 100 percent of the time blevins i'm pretty sure i saw that last weekend I keep questioning the coaching staff or the support line going to bail them out yeah. again, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't, I don't care. This is it. This is when clutch matters the most. You yeah. cannot, you cannot, you cannot bench Carpe. He can play Reaper. I promise you literally every overwatch league DPS player ever in the league. Just put him on Reaper. They'll be right. fine. There's no, no reason to bench Carpe because he has the ability to switch, to go off script yep. and do it. So he's their strength. He's their weakness. How do they use Carpe? Mm -hmm. He's on both sides of this list. I right. couldn't make the list without mentioning him on both yeah. sides because it drives me nuts a little bit. The best support line in the world is great. It really erases every, every weakness in the regular season. Uh, when you're not going to win absolutely every single game anyways, right? They were top of the top of the standings coming out uh, on the NA side, at least. I, I don't really know what they look like combined, uh, although I think it's just up. Okay, they were number two. Yeah, Shanghai had the better overall record from mm -hmm. their bracket. But, um, yeah, leave them in, forehead. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's my thing. So, yeah, it is – 100% about the coaching staff for me here that it's not really a weakness unless they get it wrong, but I've seen them get it wrong and I saw them get it wrong this weekend. So don't do that anymore. Yeah. The second weakness, this got heat. Our boy Frito, poor guy, put <laughs> something on Twitter that was true and nobody liked it. Okay. Sato's still a weakness for this team, guys. He's not. And listen, does it matter? No, it didn't. They were the best team in NA across right. the thing. It didn't. He wasn't. A debilitating weakness he wasn't a c like like i thought he would be fully copying to the fact that i completely got this man wrong i didn't think there was any roster you could put around him that would make him work that would make it happen mm. the mistakes are still there from the shatter the failed shatter montage in, in what my youtube video at the yep. beginning of the season to just it, it as it boils down to it these are the best four teams in the league 
And I think two of them have better main tanks. And that to me says that that's a weakness for the Philadelphia fusion. Mm -hmm. Can they still win it? Absolutely. They've proven that, right? It doesn't have to be a, a, to be a weakness. Doesn't mean this is why you're going to lose. And I think that's where people got mad at Frito on the internet um was he's not saying like this team can't win with him he's just saying i think they'd be better they're worse off with him yeah. if they were the ones that had fearless when they were playing winston right, right. like and I, I if you can dispute that then i don't think you're if you want to dispute that then i really just don't think you've been paying attention or you've been seeing what you've what you've wanted to see right um and that is so much the case in sports listen it literally drives me nuts google josh allen just google it right you'll see the widest gap in opinions in the world right he's the least accurate quarterback ever he can never be good in the national football league he had a 70 percent completion percentage yesterday something like that but he threw one bad pass guess what's on twitter the Is one the, bad, the one pass? bad pass it's the <laughs> yeah. one bad pass where he missed the open receiver okay like and that's why narratives bother me and that's why i think sato is such a narrative driven player yeah. that i think all analysis on him has died it just it stopped happening um i'm i'm a little guilty of it as well i just said well you know what they're winning with them they're winning consistently they're winning all the time i haven't watched much sato tape recently i've just kind of been like yeah that's true but if i really sit and watch you know i mean it's not like hydration looked on on winston right. that's not what we're talking about but we're talking about the final four here and we're talking about a player that just at times makes mistakes and that's something i don't see from fearless that's something i don't see from smurf and i don't get to i don't get to watch gesture play winston anymore that's not a thing so who knows but at least for the time being right. um you know i it's it's something i'm marking in the weakness column for the fusion sorry in advance feel free to add me i'll block you yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i i just gotta i'm doubling down on the on the carpe discussion like he it like give like in those times you give the the clutch player the ball you you know that's who you go to there's a reason that like at the end of games when in basketball when there's one shot to be had that's the game winner like jordan got the ball kobe got the ball lebron gets the ball like and the teams have to like quadruple team them or whatever right but like you don't take them out at the end of the game. You don't take out the ace player at the end of the game because it's like, well, you know, our scrims did this. It's like, no, that, that like scrim bucks are not accepted here, right? Like they're there to build your team, to build your foundation, to build your like you. This is something that really um, it it's very hard to internalize as a coach, especially when you become a coach. Um, and when you were very recently a player, which is something that I experienced is like, you can only do so much. You can only watch so much tape. You can only have your players practice so much. You can only tell them, you can tell them everything in the book. When the game starts, it's in their hands, right? Like, and yes, the coach is doing so, like, it's not like the coach is going to sleep, right? They're still, you know, doing whatever, but like, once they're in the match and they're playing the map, like they have to do their thing. And like, it is not a script. It is not a, Oh, well we played this. Like you, you go off of a script, but like it is improv at all points. And it is, uh, 
it needs to be you need to have room for the players to outperform because everyone is going to be playing their absolute hardest, right? There is no more talk of like there's no more excuse of like, well, you know, we don't really they don't really care about stage playoffs or the players don't want like literally every player and team is going to be playing is going to leave it all on the stage, right? They're going to be playing down to the wire for everything. So you want a player that is able to like to perform and adapt to a team that is going to be playing better than they have all season, theoretically, right? That are going to be trying to be doing crazier things or better, you know, like they're going to be performing at a higher or an enhanced level than they were during the regular season because of all the things that we mentioned. So how can you possibly take out your ace player in Carpe, even if, you know, that like it's, you just can't do it. You can't do it. I agree with you, Death. So it's overthinking, it's overcoaching, and it's, it's a problem. Yep. Don't do it. Don't do it if you want to win. Okay. Last team here for this episode, Death, Soul Dynasty. What do you got on them? Biggest strengths, uh, much like Philly, there's a clutch factor on one of those DPS players. His name's Profit. Yep. What did he do the last time he saw a grand finals appearance? He set the stage on fire. He stood out. He put the team on his back. He won the grand finals MVP, if my Mm -hmm. memory serves. Uh, It might have been gesture. Yeah, probably was Profit. Um but yeah, I mean, he is every bit as clutch as as any of these other guys, and he has been a defining factor. From again, I, I missed a little bit of Soul last weekend, but this weekend it was huge, right? There, and Soul's doing things a little different. They're really running the Pharaoh where they can get away with it, where they can do it, and Prophet's been that guy, and and he's just. If they're going to be that team that's offbeat, that's doing things a little different, it's got to be the the red hot super sharp swiss army knife that is profit that can that can play anything can do anything he's this team's mvp he's their flutter yeah. he's their carpe he is what will propel them to what i think would be an upset finish to actually make it into the grand finals here and to to be playing in the last game of the season and, and have a shot and even if they win it like it is just um absolutely going to be uh, in large part because profit has a, a very very strong performance um gesture comfortable on roadhog and i i think that is more so true for him than a lot of the other main tanks um he's it's worked for them right and this is the the third strength they're so hot right now like just I, I'm stealing the meme text. Think of the Zoolander guy. Just, mm-hmm. just Soul Dynasty. So hot right now. Um, <laughs> the only map they lost was a three to two versus Shanghai. Who's everybody's favorite. I right. think coming into this tournament, right? Or the popular favorite, not everybody's. Um, he, he's got to continue to do that. I think if Soul's going to win, they have to be the team playing the Roadhog composition and, and they have to be perfect at it. It has to come from, gesture hitting the hooks getting the picks getting the kills making it easy for profit to clean up everybody it's got to come from that tank line Mm -hmm. um and i think that that is a strength the fact that they can they're they're holding the the justice's torch right now right like they're playing it with the roadhog diva instead of the roadhog zarya um but it's got to come from them they're even back to the it's a double off tank meta how many main tanks do you think soul has in 
too. Um, (laughs) They're back to that, but it's, it's working right now. So there's no, there's no complaints. You don't change things that are working. You don't, you know, that's similar to overcoaching, overthinking, et cetera, would be to, to make a, a swap or do anything like that. They put this whole season into making gesture and Marvel work together and now it's working. So it's you've got to consider it a strength at the moment that he is is pulling this off pulling off the roadhog better than just about any any other main tank option is now as far as the biggest weaknesses go i do think they're on the wrong side of this meta game right Right. so i I think they're probably going to have to switch and um, then they're back to two main tanks and even in this composition they're still running marvel on diva and and when you're talking about comparing him to void when you're talking, this is much like the Sado conversation. He's playing great right now, but like now he's got to go against every matchup is against Fury. It's against Choi Hyo Bin. It's against Void. And he's going to be outclassed. I just view that as a weakness. When I look at the way this, this team is set up and the way it's built, just like all the other ones, it doesn't have to be the reason they lose. They don't have to lose. It's just, it's not how I draw it up. It's something if I was coaching the other team, okay i want my diva focused on marvel i like yeah. he's not he's not the best diva you've played against not even close you've beaten the other like if you can beat void you can beat marvel right so just attack him that's where my my focus would be is mm-hmm. let's get this diva out of the fight and and let's let's move on from there um and the the other one i mean it's it's kind of these i didn't even think about it when i wrote them but it's also like they're so committed to this Roadhog composition. I don't know. I think that tells me they don't have scrim time on the dive. They're just Mm -hmm. not doing it. So what happens when this composition they're running that all three of these other teams have beaten with regularity and consistency to still be here is is that's what they're doing. And the other teams hold, hold the key. Do they have the ability to flex off of it and go somewhere else? I'm not seeing that from them. San Francisco is the one that's doing both. So I'm confident they can make the switch super for Smurf. They can, mm-hmm. you know, juggle the roster however they need to in order to make both compositions work. But to me, all Souls eggs are in on this one basket. Right. And that gives them the ability to be the team that's different, the one that teams aren't preparing for. But it also means if you're wrong, and it seems like you probably are based off the results of all the other games, not, mm-hmm. not theirs, theirs have been great um they even took shanghai to the brink with it right i'm not saying it can't work but if it doesn't work what then i'm pretty sure it's going to be they just lose and that's a rough go when when you're just all in on the one comp that the other three teams didn't that made it you beat to get there then it's 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 a little bit of a, a weak spot so um man yeah dude did we get the right four teams did we get the right for, the, for this? Oh, like are mean... all four of these teams right for the grand finals? I'm, I'm hard pressed to find a team. Like Saul's the weak spot here, right? Like San Francisco, I mean, Philly had to happen out of NA. I mean, Shanghai I... had to happen. I mean, you you I wanted mean... New York, <laughs> but was was there another team that would would give us a better actual grand final? Not one you'd like more, but a better matchup going into this top four. I think these are the four strongest teams. Like even like obviously they played it out like that, but like even taking that out, I mean, who else would you put? I think people would have want some people wanted to see justice, but that would have just been a travesty. Um, it would have been cool from the Cinderella story standpoint, but in terms of like 
did we get the four best teams into the final four? It's at the very least, it's it's super close. Personally, I wanted Guangzhou. I think a peak Guangzhou playing at their best would have been better than Seoul currently. But that's not who showed up at the playoffs, right? right? right. So I don't want the Guangzhou that showed up to the playoffs. Same thing for Paris, really. They were a team that really showed the ability to be right up there, the ability right. to to give us those matches, but just didn't quite bring it. And with Seoul having all that experience, the the London core, the championship yeah. core from season one, I I'm hard pressed to like. How do you want? You've got to want to watch Profit play in this, right? right. Like it's got to be a thing. I, I'm super pumped. I, I think there's a lot of criticism and a lot of people upset. Hey, oh, you can't let every team into the playoffs. Nobody wanted to do that. But you had one bracket with 13 teams. You had another bracket with seven teams right. in it. What was the cutoff going to be? There was no there was no good answer. Right. And to me, this gave everybody a chance to send their teams off. It, it gave, right. gave everybody that one last chance to see them. And we got the right teams in the end. I got no complaints. I got no complaints at all yeah. about the way this playoffs played out. And that's a remarkable feat that mostly yeah. goes to the players, admittedly, and the teams from, right. from keeping everything together and everything going on and, and keeping the level of play up and mm-hmm. you know, fighting through the the balance changes that are part of the game. It's not a knock on any. I, I, we talked in the pre-show. I'm, yeah. I'm sick of that conversation about how we can't change the meta and blah, blah, blah. Well, we're playing a video game and video games get patches and we want to watch yeah. a competitive video game. They we, get patched. We Let's can go. do that. That's yeah. the, that's the beauty of you saying that you can't is that you absolutely can. So, <laughs> so I'm super pumped. I think this yeah. is absolutely the right for really the only downer to me is that we've got to wait a month, but there's no, yeah. There's no fix for that either. They've got to, they've got to get over there. They've got right. quarantine for two weeks. They've like they, you, the fastest you could have done it. Yeah, would have there's been no physical way to do it unless they're playing yeah, in like an airport or something. Right? Or in the quarantine facility, <laughs> right. with whatever internet available. Oh, that would have been right? sick if they like set up a quarant like a, an actual quarantine facility for it. Well, the the government like forces you yeah, into we, a specific facility. I think that's what know. I'm saying. Is if they would have gotten a quarantine they would have been able to play in like a, i mean it would have been weird but they never would have done that so but yeah i'm i'm super pumped yeah. to me this is this is great um ex- exactly the the best case scenario that anybody could have hoped for yeah um once the, i mean once the poop hit the fan with this season it was yeah. i was nervous i know blevins you were yeah. super nervous it was yeah. just crazy when we were sitting there trying to fill episodes when are they going to play again? We don't know. Yeah. Well, what are we supposed to talk about for the next 58 minutes? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Let's just fumble through. Like it was a really yeah. rough go for a while there for not just overwatch league, but, but for everybody. And yeah. um, this league it's, it's year three, but what sports league, what esport has been at its peak in, in season three, like there's a, a lot of growing pains still to come. There's a mm-hmm. lot we're we're going through right now. Yep. And um we i've said it from the beginning of the season the one thing i want out of this season is like a super competitive grand finals i don't mean this final four you know as many three o's as you want as long as that last game right the one where the winner holds the trophy at the end is like four to three i'm assuming it's going to be a seven mapper or or whatever but it's down to the wire goes the king of the hill point three 99 to 99 profit versus carpe like it's yeah. just those are the only two left alive like yeah. if we get that moment 
that everything else was worth it. Everything that we went through all season, none of it will be remembered. It'll just be an iconic, great moment, not in Overwatch League, but in esports as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the league needs that W because the last grand, not all grand finals work out that way. I'm not going to blast them if it doesn't. It's really hard to get that. Yeah. And every sport, but every so often you get the banger. Yeah. You get the all time. You get the legendary. You yeah. Get the slobber knocker. Yep. And I'm I'm hungry for it. I want it in Overwatch. Yep. I love them when they come up in the regular season, but I'm like itching for it. Yeah. In in a grand finals in the big moment. I, mm-hmm. I, I want it and I think we've done what we can to give ourselves the best chance at exactly that. We definitely have the best shot at that happening, and I do agree. These are, with the exception of NY, but these are the four teams that best deserve to be here. And uh, chat, everybody, can you imagine how obnoxious it would be if I was like, if I was like Blevins is in New York about Houston? I mean, granted, different spots in the standings, so it would be way more <laughs> ludicrous. But if I was like, if only Houston had been in the grand finals, we could have gotten hey, we everything. Almost we tasted it, uh, but got. <laughs> Got stomped when it really mattered, uh, which goes. But I'm not gonna not gonna harp on it. We'll save that for other times. But that's your preview. That's what we've got going in. <laughs> that's what we'll be playing out in a month. So, uh, like like you said before death, we're gonna have some episodes in between. Then, of course, in the Owlies. So, um, yeah. But that is our preview here for the grand finals as we head to Korea. Not we literally. We're not going. But the as the league goes to Korea. Death, anything else before we get going here? No, that's it. Keep an eye out for, like we said, the upcoming episodes. There's also the um, All-Stars weekend yes. coming up in in this break at some point. I don't even know exactly when. It's it's never been uh, my my most hype event of the season. I'll probably be watching football, but I'll, I'll watch some VODs. I and, might even be watching And watch football. some things. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. That'll be a nice little, I think, um, appetizer going into it you know just to kind of keep keep the overwatch uh, juices flowing a little bit during the the long unavoidable break but no that's it for me thanks for tuning in we will see you guys next week yeah yeah so everyone thank you again for listening you can find uh, the podcast anywhere that you can find podcasts search for high noon podcast go to twitter twitch all that stuff we're high noon podcast everywhere patreon.com slash high noon podcast as well death where can people find you on the internet when you're not here? Deathblow TTV on Twitter and Twitch and nowhere else. So. Yeah. And you can find me as well on Twitter at the underscore Blevins. And you can find both of us in the Discord, which is the best place to be, discord.me slash high noon podcast. But that is going to be it. Thank you again for watching for Deathblow. I'm the Blevins. And remember, it's high noon. <laughs>